Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. Yesterday, August 26, 2020, was a monumental day in sports. Uh, there was a full slate of NBA playoff games, a full slate of MLB games, some MLS, some WNBA. And with the ongoing social justice issues in our country, players decided to take a pause and send a message. It started with the Milwaukee Bucks boycotting their playoff game against the Orlando Magic, which seemed, which I believe was just the Bucks' decision, correct, Daniel? Uh, yeah. So, that yes, they boycotted. The Magic didn't take the forfeit W. That turned into the Rockets and the Thunder boycotting their game, which led to the NBA suspending all games on Thursday or on Wednesday, excuse me. Um, some MLB games got canceled. The Milwaukee Brewers game, the Seattle Mariners game, and then the Los Angeles Dodgers game. All three of those got postponed. And, you know, it's one of those moments that will probably go down in history books. If there is history books in 50 years, everything will be digitally. It'll be in a digital history book. Um <laughs> One of the most, you know, monumental, influential days in sports, and we are 24 hours removed, not even 24 hours removed from it. And there's just a lot of process, a lot, to new, a lot of news to break down, no game to recap like we expected. So we thought we would just kind of, you know, talk about what's going on in the NBA right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that's going on right now, too, or was going on last night, where, uh, you know, there were a meeting between NBA officials, coaches, and, and players, and... Uh, what came out of it was the Lakers and Clippers were rumored to be boycotting the entire season. And man, that would have been an absolutely crazy, crazy um, outcome of this. And, you know, LeBron James supposedly left the meeting upset. I saw reports from, I believe it was Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports said that, you know, the meeting ended in ugly fashion. Mm -hmm. um, I also saw that Jalen Brown, who, you know, Jalen Brown is one of the the smartest individuals in American sports. I mean, I just learned last week that he actually teaches class at Harvard and oh, wow. I didn't uh, know attends that. Harvard in the off season. Yeah. He's a very intelligent individual. Um, the Bucks tried to apologize to the rest of the NBA for uh, pretty much going out as a lone wolf and not, um, not letting the other teams know what their plans were. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't, they didn't let the Orlando Magic know until 20 minutes prior to the game. They didn't let the NBA know, obviously, or else uh, something probably would have been done about it prior. Um, and Jalen Brown told them that there was no need to apologize uh, because they appreciated them taking a stand. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's a lot of moving parts on this. Um, you mentioned the Lakers and the Clippers uh, reportedly being, you know, two teams that were against the NBA playoffs resuming. Apparently that was led by both Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James kind of in the forefront. Both were reportedly adamant about not, you know, continuing with the season. Um, I will say that the reports were that the voting that they did between the two teams, how the, the Lakers and the Clippers voted not to resume, was more of a, uh, it was like a feeling out polling rather than like a concrete polling. And that, uh, that kind of came to fruition this morning because Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the playoffs will resume. Um, all the teams, you know, they agreed that the, the playoffs will resume. Games on Thursday are still being canceled. That's today. And the goal, according to uh, Shams, is that playoff games could resume on Friday. 
So that's still up in the air. That's still not confirmed, but that's kind of their goal. Uh, Shams had a tweet. He, uh, this is what his tweet uh, quote sources players today discussed the sacrifices all of them had to make to reach this point in the postseason and sense of normalcy returning with families entering Disney campus players who voted not to play on Wednesday night understood. So it seemed like most of the, you know, most of the players wanted to resume the playoffs and, you know, they kind of slept on it. They're still talking about it as we speak, you know, they're talking about it as the listeners listen to this, whenever they listen to it, they're probably still talking about it. And it's just one of those, you know, evolving situations where we could release this podcast and two minutes later, you know, something new comes out. So, yeah, absolutely. I feel like they approached it properly. Um, obviously, tempers are flaring, emotions are are going um, as far as last night goes with the um, the meeting. So I'm glad that they didn't make a finalized decision in haste, and they actually, you know, took a night to sleep on it. Uh, they probably talked to some NBA officials of. Uh, of the, you know, the change that they want to see within the NBA and American sports. Um, yeah. And they made, you know, it seems like a finalized decision today to continue the, the playoffs uh, in short order. Um, yeah. I think that they approached it a hundred percent properly. Um, but yeah, that's my take on it. And then apparently there is supposed to be a meeting uh, later today, the day we are recording this um, two players from each team. Is that correct? They're supposed to get together and, discuss what they want to do moving forward right how they want yeah, to approach I this saw that they had a uh, a separate meeting with chris paul lebron james and a bunch of nba stars uh through the middle of the night so they were meeting as late as four in the morning i saw um and they discussed that they wanted to have a huge meeting and also a meeting where each team sent two player representatives uh so it'll be a 60 person meeting no coaches no nba officials no reporters just just players um, and that meeting is supposed to take place later in the evening uh, to discuss when the league actually wants to resume, if they want to resume, because obviously that's not a finalized, finalized decision. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that that's probably, you know, you're going to be able to understand more so uh, what the true feelings are in the NBA yeah. right now, as far as returning to play with a two person meet or a two person representative core for each team. Um because, you know, teams will be sending their their seasoned veterans and, and guys who have a really good uh, feel for yeah. uh, the team that they're on. So I think you'll be able to hear some voices, get some quotes and stuff like that of, um, you know, what the true heartbeat is, I guess, of the NBA right now. Yeah, no, there's actually a tweet from Shams. I don't know if you saw this last night. Um, apparently, uh, Udonis Haslam spoke in front of the meeting last night and essentially told everyone that without the Lakers and the Clippers, how will the season continue? And I guess at that point, at least that's how this tweet makes it seem, that's when LeBron walked out and the rest of the Lakers and Clippers followed behind him. So it wasn't just LeBron. It was uh, both teams. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's an interesting situation. Uh, one thing they want to do, and they haven't you know, explored the details or at least announced any details if they have any yet, is they want to find new new and improved ways of the social justice messaging, not just messaging, but, you know, they already have Black Lives Matter painted on the court. Um, each player has, you know, the social justice message on their jersey in place of their surname. I shouldn't say every player, most players, um, you know, and they're just trying to find ways to continue that, you know what I mean? And it seems like it's it's more of action this time. Uh, you know, the Bucks apparently called the Milwaukee Attorney General or the, would it be Milwaukee or the uh, state? The Wisconsin Minnesota. Attorney yeah. General. 
Um, there's Jason known as geography. Uh, apparently <laughs> called them. And, you know, I'm hopeful that this this one day, this, you know, well, two days really, will spark some change, you know, in these, you know, fans, players, owners, you know, reach out to their local legislators or do whatever they can to kind of make change in the community and, you know, turn this into a positive. You know what I mean? Uh, basketball in its in its core is a distraction from the real world. So I know when real world things kind of cross over, it can be a little staggering to some. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still intertwined with the real world. And to kind of take that, you know, and make change is is something really promising. So I'm hopeful that the NBA will do that. Now, what expectations do you have, you know, with how the league can kind of improve the way that they've already, you know, push social, you know, justice and make that even better? Um, I really understand it from the player's perspective. I think painting Black Lives Matter on the court and allowing players to use their social justice messages on their jerseys, it's largely like to save face and it's like a perform performative thing. Um, I think players, you know, the way they view it, um, it's just that the NBA isn't doing enough yeah. um, to support them and stand by them and in their views. Um, I think really, you know, what can be said about the NBA is that it really comes down to their bottom line um, and their financial gain and by, you know, staying silent or not doing um, what they did, they're losing money. Yeah. And I really think that players view that as the only reason why they did something uh, because there hasn't been any act like action taken um, that we've, that we've seen at least, you know, that uh, I think the players would know the players are definitely in the know of uh, the operations of the NBA and and what's going on um, more than the general public is. And me and you are, Yeah. but the fact that they are so fed up and, and angry over this is, it speaks volumes to me that the NBA isn't really doing much. It's more of a performance than anything. Um, yeah, I think there's a reason why LeBron James and Anthony Davis didn't put uh, didn't put social justice me- messages on the back of their jersey because I think they agree with the sentiment that I'm kind of talking about right now uh, that they'd rather see the NBA make you know substantial change with the amount of you know financial weight that they carry in uh, in america so yeah i get it from their perspective i think that you know the primary expectation is that the nba does eventually give in Uh, i don't think the nba was really expecting to have all these boycotts and have all these you know in a way silent protests from nba players and and at the end of the day their employees yeah um because we're used to seeing strikes you know labor strikes and stuff never seen anything like this yeah uh players actually refusing to play the game of basketball for another reason, you know, to take a social justice stance um, that was pretty, pretty tough. Um, But yeah, I would expect the NBA to make the necessary changes to at least appease NBA players. I don't expect them to go above and beyond. Um, But if they really want those guys out there playing in the NBA playoffs, which is one of the biggest money makers, if not the biggest money maker uh, for the NBA in terms of TV, you know, network ratings and stuff like that, they will give a little bit to get. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an imperative. Yeah, and they did do, you know, give credit where credit is due. They did announce that back in August, or we're still in August, 
Uh, they announced, geez, this year's going by so slow. They announced that uh, team owners pledged to donate uh, $300 million over the next 10 years to uh, different, you know, uh, black empowerment organizations and whatnot. So that is something. And I think, but like you said, you know, I think it's just a lot of uh, some, these players are fed up with, you know, some empty messaging. You know what I mean? Not, you know, the message obviously means a lot, but, and the players are doing a great job. I think, you know, LeBron James is one of, not just one of the best athletes in terms of giving back to the community and social justice and whatnot, but one of the best people in the world, you know, all the things he's done, um, you know, whether it's his I Promise school or his voting initiative, just a bunch of, he's involved in so much more than just basketball. So, and I think it is from just an ownership side is they want to see more, you know, proactiveness from the owners. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not a genius. Uh, I don't own an NBA team. I don't know the intricacies of what, how this works and quite frankly i don't even know i'm not wholly you know aware of the issues at hand you know because i do have a different background you know and i'm a white male in this country so but i think just from my perspective i think something like working with the community you know and obviously teams do work with the community and giving back but kind of giving back more in that you know social justice area where teams you know focus on certain aspects and can kind of contribute in that way and you know hopefully a lot of smaller acts like that can come together into one big change, you know, and give, you know, these players, you know, what they rightfully want, you know? So mm-hmm. if they're going to make these owners money, they do deserve, you know, to have some say. And that's why this, this one day, you know, hiatus is kind of such a huge message. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the NBA has historically been pretty good about giving back to the inner city. I know the NBA cares program. It has a lot of uh, players and former, former players that, uh, take a stand for the inner city and, and help those communities out. Um, but, you know, I get it from the player's perspective. I really do. Um, they would like to see the NBA take a little bit more action. At the end of the day, the NBA is a sport that was born and bred out of the inner city. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it started in a YMCA gym in a very poor neighborhood. Yeah. And that's where it got going. Um, so, you you know, you would like to see – the NBA give in to these players a little bit and, and um, give back to the inner city where, you know, a lot of their support comes from. Yeah. Um, there are tons of, you know, underprivileged kids that really look up to these men, these men and, and women in the, in the WNBA and what they do on a daily, on a daily basis for their communities and, and what they do um, as role models and heroes. And LeBron James is a prime example, like going on the Lakers side, he does so much for the community yeah. and anybody who really attacks him, I don't think they really understand, you know, just how much he has done for Miami, for the Cleveland area, for LA. It seems like he's been doing stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that really, uh, really speaks volumes that, you know, LeBron himself, a player um, has done more than pretty much every owner combined to my knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, something I want to touch on, too, is just kind of why this, you know, the players probably feel a little more, you know, intense about this than they otherwise would have. Obviously, things going on in the country. But I think the whole NBA bubble, I think the bubble's been great. I think it's been a massive, massive success for what it was supposed to be. You know, no COVID cases. They kept it contained. It worked like it should on paper. Um, All the pundits who, you know, were kind of rooting for it to fail, you know, like the NBA did everything right in keeping these guys safe and, you know, hopefully keeping them sane in the process, but it, it is unique. And it's not necessarily the NBA's fault that there's a global pandemic and they have to take these measures, 
but these NBA players are making a big sacrifice, you know, and I know it's, you know, they are away from their family. They're going to be away from their family for three months. If they win the title, they're out in Orlando, you know, just staying in hotel rooms by themselves. And I think in their eyes, you know, and rightfully so they're almost doing the owners a favor. You know what I mean? Like they resume the season. Yeah. You can make the case for them wanting to win a title. And that applies to only like four teams that truly have a chance to win Mm -hmm. the title. Um, so for, in the eyes, of a lot of these guys, you know, they're doing the owners a favor, you know, they're doing it for the sake of the league, you know, and for themselves, for the future, the CBA and the salary cap and whatnot, making their own money, but they're kind of going above and beyond right now. And that's part of the reason why they want to keep playing. Cause as the report said, it's a lot of them are almost at the point. It's like, we've done this much. Why give up now? But at the same time, it, it can be frustrating. You know, you're doing so much and you were promised so much from the owners and to not see, you know, they're holding them accountable. That's really what it is. They're holding the league accountable. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's an interesting development, man. It really is. And nothing like it. I don't even yeah. know like what to compare this to. I mean, I'm young, so I haven't seen too much, but it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a little bit younger. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, we've seen lockouts and NBA holdouts, but that's, that's over money and over, you know, CBAs. And like I said, collective bargaining agreements mm-hmm. um, and money. Yeah. So, this is this is a just a totally different 180 here oh, yeah. uh, that we're witnessing. And one thing I kind of wanted to touch on to kind of wrap up the show, and I want to make this very clear, uh, this is not a political podcast. We are not going to have a political conversation. This is a Lakers podcast, Lakers news. That's why we're talking about this. This is news that directly affects the team. Um, the one thing I do want to say is I am just very proud to be a basketball fan. Because, you know, I'm just I'm happy to see that they are exercising, you know, some rights that they get in their, this country for being American citizens and, you know, boycotting these these one or two days of basketball to kind of send a message to the owners and to start a conversation. Um, the one thing I don't like, and again, I'm not getting political, but the one thing I don't like is the, the argument that athletes aren't allowed to share their beliefs, whether you agree with them, disagree with them, no matter what thought it is, you know, left, right, center, up, down. ABAB Atari code uh they have a right to their own opinion just like any of us do and I'm just glad that they are taking a stance for what they believe in and you know like I said holding the league accountable and if that doesn't mean we if that means we don't get to talk about the Lakers today and we have to talk about something a little bit more heavy then so be it you know but you know they believe in something and I'm just proud to be somewhere where they can exercise their rights to you know show what they believe in rather than kind of suppress that and you know not have a say in the matter. So that's all I kind of wanted to say about that. I'm just, I'm proud to be an NBA fan today. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, you know what? I'm a huge believer in the first amendment, (laughs) (laughs) huge constitution guy. Um, But uh, you know, agree or disagree. Like there are a lot of people who, you know, might listen to this podcast and disagree or might listen to this podcast and agree. Um, You know, as an American citizen, you have that first amendment, right. And you can, you can totally display it however you want. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get political here. No. <laughs> but you that it that is a cold hard fact. Yeah. And you know if really seeing what these players are doing angers you in any way, at the end of the day, you have to realize that this is their right. Yeah. To do something like this, you may not agree with their approach. You may not agree with their message, but you do have to respect the fact that they are exhibiting their first amendment right at the end of the day. That is the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I'm just, 
I'm just proud. And I'm, you know, a little off topic, but Dodgers, I'm a Dodger fan. You're a Dodger fan. Proud of them, too. Standing with Mookie Betts. Appreciate that out of them. Um, but it's been monumental, man. It's This is something I'm going to tell my kids about. Hopefully, I don't have kids anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> something we're going to be talking about for a long time, and it's an evolving situation. Like I said, something might have changed by the time this podcast comes out. If things go as planned, at least as it very lightly seems right now, maybe looking at Laker basketball on Friday. Um, I wonder if they do resume Friday, if they're just going to have all the Wednesday and Thursday games on Friday, which would be – that's just a lot of basketball, um, a lot of yeah. games for me to lose money on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it happening. I think they can swing it considering how many uh, basketball complexes they have at Disney World. Yeah, and um, if, if they do have to push the whole schedule back a day or two, they're going to be fine. You know what I mean? It's not – Yeah, for sure. going to have sure. a massive change. So I don't know. We'll keep it updated. Come to Lake Show Life for any of the updated news. You know, we'll definitely be covering that once, you know, that becomes news, what day the Lakers play, and then we can kind of get a gist of when the next podcast will be. When we hopefully review, you know, hoping that the Lakers don't lose, hopefully review them going into the second round. Um, Damian Lillard is no longer in the bubble. He traveled home to get his knee treated on. So um, he's done for the series, I would assume. Um, I don't. He, well, obviously, he can't come back because he would have to quarantine for X amount of days and it just wouldn't work, so... Yeah, I mean, right now that's second to what's going on, but at least we have something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, hoping to see some Laker basketball on Friday. Um, obviously, this you know will run its course however long it needs to. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to get some NBA basketball to talk about. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Lakers can, uh, if they do return to play, you know, we'll we'll be talking about something very very different. Yeah. Um, with the Lakers potentially winning the first playoff series in eight years yeah. and moving on to play either the OKC Thunder or the uh, Houston Rockets. Which both are uh, intriguing second-round matchups. So we'll be sure to preview that, purple and gold players for the next series. There will be some good content here on Lake Show Life, previewing that. So be sure to uh, just, you know, follow follow us, or subscribe, whatever the word is, if, you know, you want to keep up with that. And uh, go Lakers. Yeah. I, I mean,